Well, hello, welcome. Um, I'm, I'm Cy King. And I'm Dave Myers. And we are normally the Hairy Bakers, but we're not this time, you see. We're the Hairy Agony Uncles. We are, mate, we are. I'm Uncle Dave. Yeah, and I'm Uncle Cy. And uh, hello, our mission. Uncle Cy. Hello, Uncle Dave. Our mission is to solve the problems of the nation, be they animal, vegetable, mineral, or, or moral. Thank you to everyone who sent in a goodwill message to me. And I do appreciate the good thoughts. And, um, you know, I'll get there. As you can see, I've embraced the baldness. That's it, isn't it? I looked at my wife and she said, you look like Stanley Tucci who's been sleeping behind the library for a month. As a great fan of Stanley Tucci, I've embraced that. Oh, yeah? I, yes. Yeah, I quite like it, really. I've got the beard. It's nice. It's fresh for the summer. Well, you know, when we first met, that's what you, you, that's, that, was, that was your look. And you always had a chestnut barnet. You know, you, you, yeah, it was always like really. Oh, I thought you said I always had chestnuts. I wonder yeah. what you meant then. No, I, you know, you, you, your head was always tanned and. and oh yeah, well, well, it, it will be at the minute when I get out there. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit fresh. Yeah. Um, but it's nice going in the shower and just washing it. And now my hair started to fall out, so I thought, Mrs. Myers, get those clippers. Face adversity with courage. Yeah, I quite like it actually. It's I different. do it. Yeah, look, you look great, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing all right, man. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much for asking. Yeah, you're 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 the best, lovely, gorgeous mate. Right now, our job is to help with whatever you need help with, which is a bit of a worry. And if you want to contact us, it's really really easy. Our email address is the Agony Uncles. Actually, it's not, it's not the Agony Uncles. No, it's not. I, I was just about to correct myself there. You can see you're on form today. Oh, I've had, I've had people write Jeez. in, mate. I've had friends who were trying to put in problems and they've had trouble because you haven't been very particular with your description of the title, the oh. address. Right, it is Agony Uncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's Agony Uncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Dot UK. And posing the problems today is that fantasy figure for the menopausal woman, Mark Jeeves. <laughs> Am I? Oh, this is excellent news. Today's getting better. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all uh, as wonderful as can be. And Joe Bangles, I've just got this, uh, this off Twitter here. Joe Bangles got a quick question here uh, who said, completely unrelated question to anything, what is everyone's favourite cheese? I thought that would be a nice question. Dave, favourite cheese? I've just discovered it, actually. It's a Swiss cheese called Radwasser. It's wonderful. Ooh. It's a, it, it's it's got everything. If it, it, it's just like the, the, the it's, it's a Swiss cheese. It's got some taste. It's a great melter, and I can't get enough of it. Ardvasa with a double A. Uncle Sai, favourite cheese. A really, really lovely gorgonzola picante. That's nice. It's like Soft eating food. belches. Yeah, lush. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to well, be personal about my cheese choice, you? Slightly it's different nice. opinions, eh? Joe Bangles, thank you very much for your tweet, and there's your answer. There you go, there you go. Now, uh, you know, uh, now here she is, dear me. Now, listen, she, she's, we've got to be gentle with her, dear, because she's slightly broken, because she went <laughs> camping with 196 post children from the private school, finishing yeah. school. And, uh, and she, here she is, she's the ying of Dave and I's yang. Uh, she is the princess of problems. It's Posh Tash in the house, as always. Good Hello, morning. Hello, darling. Good morning, Good morning. Yes. Good morning. I'm, Look, you I'm... don't get teeth like that from a council estate. Look at that. Look <laughs> yeah. at them champers. They're mega. They cost they've, a fortune. Yeah, Fortunes. they've been on burgers and Prosecco all weekend. A mm. little bit of champagne to the side. Mm, a bit oh, like Boris Johnson then. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
This Keir Starmer has a beer, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, a bit of San Miguel in a curry. San Miguel in a curry. Speak me kindly today. Slightly fragile, I won't deny it. No oh, chance, okay. mate. No Not chance. chance. No. <laughs> Simon? Yes, David? Let's get solving. Play that jingle. I will, I will. I'm doing it now. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best Well, in today's Hairy Bikers Agony Uncle's Wagon of Woes Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you'll be waving your wisdom over these problems of the day We have a food bore We have a holiday romance We have a terrible tight ass. And in Confidential Corner, the scores on the sex doors. But we're going to kick off with a food bore. And this comes from Trudy, who says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, When it comes to food, my husband is a boring git. He would quite happily eat the same things every single day if he could. Cornflakes and a piece of toast for breakfast. Soup and rye vita for lunch. Some sort of meat pie with peas and mash for dinner. That's him happy. He has no interest in food and hates anything hot, spicy or garlicky. Now, when the kids were young, this wasn't too much of an issue. But now they've flown the nest, I want a bit more excitement in my menu. Can you suggest anything that I can do for him for a dinner that might wake his taste buds up a bit and get him to be at least slightly interested in trying something new? Please help. A cricket buck. <laughs> Please help. Trudy. Over to you. It's difficult, this one, because I, I actually... I know a couple of people within our circle, well, in my circle specifically, they're like that, you know. And what I do is I kind of try to cater to what they eat, but make it better. You know, so it's like he likes a pie, then mm. make a really good steak, kidney pie, or whatever his pie of choice is, but from scratch, fresh, perfect. Um, if he likes his cornflakes and toast, a nice piece of sourdough, you know. He's been gently and shown them the way, the path of righteousness. It's funny, actually. I had one friend stay with us in France, uh, at a house there, and I love cooking there, you know, and I got my garden, got all the fresh ingredients, and it was like, you know, oh, God. It was, you know, it wouldn't even have mustard on a sausage, do you know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> I thought, right, uh, I'll do ham, egg and chips. Now, this, this back... No, ham, egg and chips was a suitably... Big thick slice of Normandy ham. I dug the potatoes from the garden, made the most wonderful twice cooked chips, wow. and I had most two wonderful free range eggs and served it to everybody. And they all agreed it was the best thing I cooked that week. So it did backfire in some ways. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would I would just try and work on what he what he or she likes, but simply refine it and make it better. Um, you know, at least not a food snob or a food bore. They're even worse. Yeah, um, I think that I'm cooking this for me. This is what I am cooking. It's about feeding the kids, isn't it? You cook it, they've got to eat it, otherwise they go hungry. So if she starts cooking a nice meal and he's got nothing else to eat, if she stops buying the boring food, he won't, lad, presuming she's buying it. I've gone a bit 1950s there. But if she's gone <laughs> and bought the food, don't buy that food. Buy the food she likes and start, yeah, start making him eat the food that she's served. I think that's the best way. I'm a bit like you, Dave, I agree. I would stick a bit of chorizo and chilli in the pie without him knowing and then he's just got to eat it, hasn't he? I'd divorce him. <laughs> Always got like, that. I'd be like out of there, man. I mean, you know, it's like what? How can you get to that age and not have 
not not be interested in. You see, having said that, Dave and I have always said that there's only two types of people on the on the planet. There's people that live to eat and people that eat to live. And clearly, yeah. he just eats to live. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so there's that. It, it's just, a, it, it, yeah, it's just an alien concept to me. This <laughs> It's just... Yeah, I'm, right. yeah. I'm the other way around. I went to, I was, I was dating my husband. I went out for dinner. He took me to Switzerland for a lovely weekend away. And we went to a fantastic restaurant. And we knew the food was going to be amazing. And, and he sat there and he loved the food so much. He didn't speak to me the entire mm. meal. So at the beginning of the meal, I thought I was desperately in love on a romantic weekend. By the end of the meal, I thought I was ready to tell him where to stick it and off he goes. Because for me, <laughs> eating in a restaurant's about the company and the ambience and the conversation as well as the food. He loved the food so much that he did not, he, I mean, he just ummed, mm, mm, ah, mm. And that was it. Was like, let's let's <laughs> hope he ummed and hard when he got back to the hotel, eh? You know what I mean? Too cross. Me and Dave are like that, though. That's what we do. I mean, uh, you know, because we're secure in our relationship, yeah, Kat, you see. I wasn't. We just, we just come and and go, I mean, there is the odd expletive going, me, this is great, isn't it? You know, but but other than that, you know, this is it's interesting because I'm having this problem at the minute actually with with a new person that's come into my life called Ross, and Ross is the trumpet player in the King Kush band, right? And he's brilliant, but he actually only eats, and I'm not like he doesn't. He, there's no pepper in that, is there? <laughs> pepper and what? I go, of course it is salt and pepper. Oh, it does me guts up. Oh. So, uh, and actually all he eats is chicken nuggets. And I have pointed out that there is pepper in that. And, you know, really shit bread with, 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 with like, you know, the smiley faced ham. <laughs> oh, yes. No. <laughs> and that's it. And I went, you cannot just eat that, dude. You'll die. And he was like, no, it's all right. And I said, right. And he asked us the other day when we were in rehearsal, he goes, do you want a chicken nugget? And I went, <laughs> he said, they're just warm, like, they're not hot. I went, how long have you had the chicken nugget? He said, oh, about 45 minutes. He said, I just nibble on it them while we're in rehearsal. I went, you are a disgususting human being. He's hilarious. And, I, and I, I said, oh, look, I'll make you some plate pies. Oh, I didn't put pepper in it. I, I was like... Ross just eat the eat the pie, like David said. You know, you just put like little bits in yeah. to educate his palate. There's a onion in it. Of course, there's onion in it. It's savoury mince. You lunatic. It's yeah, but I think, like, I think the uh... problem is it's when food becomes an issue, and it's the same with yeah. children. If you make it yeah. an issue, then then they're, they're going to rebel. It's just like you know. I mean, if if the child doesn't like the food, they don't like it. They've got taste. You know, you don't have to force them to eat it. Same with, one thing that troubles me about this question is that with his soup, he has rye vita. Now, that's indicative of something maybe that's not quite to taste. It, maybe he's seeing that as a diet thing, you know? Ah, you're right, Dave, you're on ah, that. I think you're really yeah. So you see, there might be something psychologically yeah. not very clever with that, that, that he may need some help with hence, in a positive way. Hence the cricket bat. <laughs> hence some sound, logical... Uh, Tender, caring advice. Oh. By the way, I like chicken nuggets. I agree. I, yeah, I, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I like chicken nuggets. Yeah, not when it's the bean in his rehearsal bag for a while. No, 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 no. Actually, if you make your own chicken nuggets, or like our recipe for Japanese chicken karagi, which are, excuse my pronunciation, 
which is epic and effectively they're crunched chicken nuggets mm. and they've got some nourishment and health in them and you can choose what chicken you're eating which is better for you i just got chicken breasts so i got a son that loves and only eats chicken he's not quite just on the nuggets uh, but i did chicken breasts and i just covered them paprika and then just put them on a skewer and then put them in the oven and now oh, i fried them first actually but then i just that's it's still chicken but it's just nice with a bit of flavor on it and it's just something different that's not hard to do that's also well, not pepper well a chicken katsu you know that the yeah, japanese gorgeous. have it's it's basically breaded chicken it's a big nugget but it's a, <laughs> yeah. a nice nice curry sauce and slight side of the cabbage and that's really good i think she should persevere with him and just take his taste further gently but within the palate of food that he enjoys but maybe she's a rotten cook. Oh. Oh. Do you know what I mean? There's two sides to every penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. That, 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 yeah, now we're into another thing. Maybe he's in a safety zone. Oh. You know, Caroline's yeah. in her IV till you know where you are. He thinks oh. he's winning because he's alive. Ah, you see, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a nice yes. big fat pucker pie on the plate, you know where you are. Yes, and your wife hasn't touched it. So, yes, yes, I think it might be onto something here, didn't yeah, yeah. see. There you are. That's me, isn't it? The voice of moderacy and balance and humanity. It's all her fault. Divorce her. <laughs> Food makes everything better. This next problem is called a holiday romance, and one oh. female name is needed. Have you got a female name, please? Victoria. Victoria. Sticky Vicky. This is from Sticky Vicky. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, have I been taken for a fool? I've been on my own for quite a few years, and since my daughter moved out just before lockdown, I've become increasingly hermit-like. My best friend suggested we go to Spain for ten days, something I didn't fancy doing, really, but went along with it because I knew she was just looking out for me. It turned out to be a lovely thing to do, because while I was out there, I met Gary. He was a similar age, also on his own, and out there with his friends too. We got on like a house on fire. The sun shone, the wine flowed, and Gary and I spent the whole time together. It was so lovely, not to say very passionate, if you know what I mean. Of yes. course, holidays have to come to an end, and I cried as we parted. He was staying an extra couple of days, but we vowed to meet and exchanged address and phone numbers. Well, I must have taken his number down wrong, because when I try to call him, it always comes up as unobtainable. Not to be thwarted, though, I took the train from my home in Carlisle to his house in the West Midlands. When I got to his address, though, it was a Chinese takeaway. I spoke to the owners, but they'd never heard of Gary. I can only imagine I took the address down wrong, too, but my friend believes that Gary was spinning me a line for a bit of holiday sex. I struggle to believe that, though. He was so lovely while I, we were all out there. What do you think? Should I carry on my search, or was Gary just having a holiday fling, says Vicky. Oh, oh, Vicky. Oh, well, if I were you, Vicky, I'd tell you what it was. It's got you back on the playing field. I get back out of Spain and um, find another Gary. But this time, be a bit more cautious. Um, but, hey, you're back in the game. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's a great thing. I think back in the game is brilliant, but I think she needs to take the hint. I mean, have we not all done that at some point in our lives? Just changed a digit in a phone number just in case because you're too he's obviously nice enough to not say to her sweetheart it's not going to happen after this that it was a holiday fling uh, but he was kind enough to give her something to give her a little bit of hope so i well, think he definitely gave her something <laughs> um i mean there was no two ways about that i mean oh. you know it was passionate and all that sort of stuff i tell you i think well holidays <laughs> do that don't you you're relaxed and you're open for experiences and well, all sunshine that sort of as well it always yeah. gets me going you know a bit yeah. of sun well, a bit of sun yeah. sun seeing sangria and yeah, I uh, yes, it's it's an odd one. I think you have to relish the experience and 
admit it. If he's giving the number of a Chinese takeaway and they don't know who Gary is, yeah. it's indicative <laughs> of the fact that um, he's, he's had a hot, bit of a holiday fling, hasn't he? And Gary might be married with 15 kids and he's been on a stag weekend. Yeah, um, I see. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think it's ballsy of her to have gone and found the Chinese takeaway. <laughs> I mean, that's quite gutsy to kind of go, well, no one's picking up the number and still think she's going to tip up. I would have been too scared to do that kind of thing. What she needs to remember is, though, she had the experience. It was amazing. No one can take it away from her. What a great one to bank in your memory bank, you know, perfect. Now move on and find someone else to do it. But you can, I think, very easily put that under a holiday fling. He's a bit of a meanie and he shouldn't have done it, but it is what it is, you know. But no, don't go hunting for many more. It'll, it'll no, be horrific. No. no, don't do that. No, no. I think the, the big step is that she went on holiday with her mate. And she had a really good time. Yeah. So the fact is, plan the next holiday. You've, you've broke that ice. It's an icebreaker. And, you know, it's brilliant. It's good fun. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she had good fun. Gary sure had good fun too. Yeah, yeah. well, I think they both had good fun getting the rocks off. I mean, it's like that's what you do on your holidays, isn't it? It's great. It's just, you know, have a drink. Rocks off. Job's a good one. Go for something to eat. <laughs> lie on the beach. Have a swim. Do it again. Perfect. And quite often holiday romances, they, they, they don't work in the long term, do they? Because no. you're in a different mind state, you're on holiday, and then, then you know, the truth dawns when you get back. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a nice thing to do, really. Oh, do you remember 18 to 30s? Oh, those were the days. <laughs> mm, no, they are probably gone by the time you... I died, I, I couldn't go, I was too shy. I wanted to. On a club 1830? Yeah, 18 Ooh. to 30s, they used to call it. <laughs> I want to know more. No, it was like Club Mediterranean, but from people from Barrow Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> a place to go and meet your neighbours in the sun. It's just like, what? Yes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think everyone that. goes away on holiday. You go away on holiday and... I, that's not a holiday I haven't been on. I've gone, oh, we could live here. Let's look at house prices. You know, you go away and you're in a t you just think your life can change, whether that's a man or a house or a beach, and you go, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. And then you come home again and you think, oh, what am I doing in rainy, you know, come out the airport, Heathrow, whatever, and it's pouring with rain, and you think, oh, why do I live here? And then you get back to your friends and your family and your everyday life, and you remember it, it's just a good memory. The hot, you would never really do that. I mean, I know Dave, oh, you, you would. would in France. Oh, I would, yeah. I, went, I, had, I had one romance once on holiday, very young, Greece, and his name was Adonis. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it would have to be. It couldn't, it, it was never going to be Trevor from Clapham, was it, really? <laughs> it was so good. Adonis. Adonis. You're having a laugh. <laughs> I loved the time. <laughs> Oh, years ago, I went skiing in Switzerland, but I used to do it on the cheap, you know, like in a... I used to stay in, like, a bunkhouse, so it was posh skiing. You'd have loved it, Tash. Yeah, but, but You know, but it was on the cheap. And um, I, ended up, I ended up with a German policewoman. Oh. <laughs> she was strong, a strong lady. I heard that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what she used to do was, you see, when she come off duty... She used to work as a waitress in the bunkhouse. Where I bet I was you staying. did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello. You there? Oh. Come here. Oh, yes. She was actually. She was, she was quite fabulous in a Germanic policewoman sort of way. But actually, she was central casting German policewoman. Not like you know massive, but just like strong. Strong. Yes. Yeah. Unless you, I'd stop there unless you want your nuts in a sling. <laughs> I can hear Lil. Going. I heard that. Yes. No, funny enough, I, I went with somebody else. It wasn't going very well with her. So I kind of, 
Uh, solace in the German police force, really. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've never been one to let grass grow under my feet. That's no, 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 no. So although there was no future in the German police when I came back with my dignity intact. That's good. Yes. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a huge love of noodles. <laughs> and attached to a four-poster bed with handcuffs. Yes, that's a, it. Was, yeah, very well, good. it was a bunkhouse, actually. <laughs> the first thing I got was the kitchen. <laughs> But you'd be too scared to give her a fake address and phone number. <laughs> She'd find oh, you. Oh, none of that, though. She wasn't into that, no. Interpol. No, you, knew, you knew where you are with a German policewoman. None of this nonsense, you know. Bye-bye, see you. Yeah, no, I won't see you. Bye-bye. Yes. Underneath, underneath, mostly. Yes. No. Lie okay. there, shut up. Give me a wreck. Yeah. OK. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Your next problem is called the Terrible Titus, and for this I need two ladies' names. Uncle Si, one lady's name from you, and Uncle Dave, another from you, please. Oh, Trish. Trish. And Uncle Dave? Brenda. Trish and Brenda. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, this comes from Brenda. Any advice on how to deal with a tight sod? There's a regular bunch of us mums who go out once a month for a meal. It started off with five of us, but it's grown now, so in total there's about 12 of us and new people are coming all the time, which is lovely. It's a chance for us to let off steam about our kids and our husbands and just have a real laugh. Well, it was. We agreed that we would always just split the bill between us, but there's one new mum, Trish, that joined earlier this year and she is so tight. The end of the meal now involves each of us being presented with an itemised list of what oh, food and drink we had no. so that the bill can be split evenly, even down to how many glasses of wine we had from a bottle that we bought from the table. She actually keeps her own records of what we're having through the evening, of what we've ordered. So if I pour a glass of wine, I can see Trish tapping a note into a bloody phone. I wouldn't mind if this woman was really poor, but she has a massive house and two Range Rovers. It really has sucked the fun from our nights out. Any advice on how we can resolve this? Over to you. Yeah, you see, I, I have a... I have, well, both Dave and I have a real problem with that because it, it's actually... It, it's not about being tight, it's just about being mean-spirited. And, and there's one thing that, that neither of us can stand is that, and that lack of generosity and, and lack of entering into the spirit of things. And, and yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'd just stop inviting her. I, 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 I can't stand stuff like that. It's really, really awful. It's awful. I think the, the key to it is that she's well off. That's what yeah, makes that's it, it difficult. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if you've got mates that are skin and the mates, you, you mm. just have a whip, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, you, you exactly. discreetly or otherwise, and you yeah. cover them. You know, that's fine, you know, because everybody's got good times and bad times. And when people are having the bad times, you, you look after them a bit. Yeah. But the fact she has got the money to do it, somebody should gently tell her, you know, pay up or mm. ship out, really. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been in those situations and, I've, you know, I've gone through the schools and the kids and you do a let's split it and no, don't worry, I'll get your coffee. And you have those conversations. But I like you saying, Dave, you always are thinking, you know, if we've had this lovely big meal and the expensive one, you'll know that well, somebody might not be able to. We'll have thought about it. Always, always, always. And I would never presume. But it's just I always feel like the ones that are sitting in Range Rovers and big houses are often the tighter ones because they don't spend their money. You know, it's always the kinder ones, you know, that's, I mean, I'd rather give it all away. I, if everyone else is happy, I'm happy. You know, that's just the way it yeah. goes. But to think about it so meticulously, it just takes that edge off the evening to think, oh, she's watching me and, 
You know, and I always, even if someone's, I, I've got friends, you know, they said, oh, I'm not drinking tonight or I'm not going to have that and I won't have a starter. They'll still go to split the bill. No, never would that happen. We're just kind people, I think. Um, yeah, I tell we, her where to go. We used to have a, a, somebody quite high up in the television industry that, that we, we worked with. And you could tell that if we went out for dinner, if there was the three of us, he'd be sweating from the beginning. So what Sai and I used to do is we'd announce before we went out, oh, it's on us tonight, don't worry, because it just made oh. the whole evening that much more pleasant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It was kind of inappropriate, really, but we just did it for the sake of the fact that we wanted to enjoy our supper. Mm. And you know what? If there's a bunch of you going out, a bunch of mates, that's going to hang over all of you throughout mm. the whole meal. You'd be dreading the yeah. end, the reckoning. Um, I just think they should say, look, what we do is we all just go out and we all split the bill no matter what we've had. Just someone say it in, in passing one day. You know, when we go out and grab a coffee, if I do it this time, you do it next time type of thing. It's, and not to pull her up privately on it. Um, or someone needs to take the mickey out of her. Make light of it. Go, what the hell's your phone doing out? Why are you writing down? Or just tease her and go, I've just had another sip. Do you want to put it on your list? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's that type of thing. you just got to yeah. out her, really. Because if there's silence involved... As well, that that just yeah, the, the people like that just work within those silences to facilitate their own greed. It's just, I just think it's just the lack of generosity across all of that. It speaks volumes about mm. people, and it's just awful. It's awful. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe there's a husband behind her or something, or a partner that's sort of saying, "Can you calculate it or give me a spreadsheet at the end of the month?" Maybe she's having to do it to justify it. But for somebody else, I mean, you don't know. I mean, mm. no, you don't. Yeah. But still, you know, you, you've got to enter into the spirit of it, you know. And and uh, just, oh, I don't know, you know, don't fill the, don't fill the two Range Rovers up to the top, you know. Just save a bit, stick it in your back pocket for when you go out with the girls. It's just, it's just what crass. a waste of time. Yeah. It's a waste of time, energy. It's just crass. It's crass. I, 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 well, she obviously wants to be there, or she wouldn't yeah. be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, so enter into the spirit of it because yeah. you're, you're bringing everybody else down. You know, if you, yeah. you, it's just wrong. Yeah, Tell me your nice. thoughts though. When you go, I slightly digress, but when you go to a meal and then someone goes, no, no, I'm paying, I'm paying. And then you sit down at the menu and think, oh God, the only thing I really want is that steak. <laughs> Do you or don't you order it when someone's going, no, I've got it, I've got it. Because even my son, bless him, he loves a good steak. And you can see him looking at the menu going, oh my God, I really can't ask them to fork out for that but no. I, I'm like have what you want enjoy it but there is that etiquette of where you go what you order if someone else is paying well well there is but but you can open your mouth and ask and say listen I, actually I'd really like the steak and I, I, and I know that you're paying for it but I'm happy to chip in because it's the most expensive thing on the menu yeah. and yeah. then is that all right uh, uh, and then they either go, oh yeah, no, happy for you to chip in, um, yeah, you know, yeah. or no, no, it's it's on me. Have what you want. That's I think I I kind of read the situation really. It was an invite where you know the people, you know, were, well, you know, it's like if we go out together, you know, we one pays the other pays, whatever, it evens out in the end. But we just have what we want because we know we can afford it. But likewise, if you go out with somebody, you can read the situation. It's a yeah. business thing, you know, they can afford it. Then then I'll have what I want. But likewise, if if it's a member of the family or a friend, no, nah, I'd 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 go moderate. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't enter into conversation. I, I would I would say you know no, I'll, I'll, you know I fancy pasta tonight. You know I, I would do that. Yeah. Um, just to kind of to till till I found my ground really. Don't uh, know your crowd, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's that 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 is also very true. I mean, if it's if it's the kids, you know, yeah. you just you just as Dave says, you just go steady. 
know. Yeah, but it's also teaching. It's also for me. It's teaching my kids to know they can't do that. Because on one hand, I don't mind. I want them to eat well. I'm teaching them. I'm taking them to a nice restaurant. It's fine. But same time, I don't want them to walk into any old restaurant with any old person and just think they can do that. So it's sort of saying to them, you know, you can at this occasion, but not on another occasion. It's called it's called teaching your children good social values. I think that's <laughs> that's what that is all about. And it's Nuggets. reading, as Dave says, reading the room. It's, mm. you know, Simple. And just, you know, appreciate somebody's generosity, but not abusing it. Yeah. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email to the agony uncles. It's time to go to Confidential Corner. Si's favourite place. Well, and this I is cool. I like it all, me, dude. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not, you know. Fair enough. Uh, this is called The Scores on the Sex Doors. And I need one... Male name, please. Posh Tash, it's time for you to choose a name. One male name, please. Rupert. Rupert. God, Rich Rotten Rupert. Rich Rotten Rupert has written in with the scores on the sex doors. And Rupert says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I'm a little confused after something my mate dropped casually into a conversation. He, like me, has been living with his partner for a couple of years. Neither of us have children yet. We were chatting about how things change when you live together, you know. And he said, you know, like, sex drops down from twice a night to only about three or four times a week. I said something like, I wish, and he picked up on that. Uh, and in the following discussion, it transpired that he thought three times a week was the bare minimum. Sometimes it was six times a week. I sort of nodded along, knowing full well that once a month was normal for me and my partner, and the longest we'd gone without was actually four months. I'm a bit paranoid now. How much is normal? Hope you can help, Rupert. Well, it's it's it, it's it's whoa. Well, what's <laughs> what's normal for one person isn't normal for another. Exactly. How can you say normality? You know what? what it's 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 what you know. It's what both of you. Yeah, I mean, you couple. go like rabbits at the beginning, don't you? Everybody. Yeah, well, you does. do. Yeah. But then it, they just tail off a bit. Yeah. You know, admittedly, over the years. Yeah. Now it's birthdays. Christmas, right? <laughs> no, no, because I'm right? always Birthdays drunk. Birthdays and Christmas. <laughs> no, back to the first question. It's generally holidays in my case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit away for a bit. <laughs> oh, it's just birthdays, Christmas and holidays. Oh, God. I'm going to be Jack Jones, so it's no point in asking me, like, really, is it? <laughs> is there a plea for help? Is that a mercy that? plea? No, no, it's not, because everybody writes in and it's all getting weird. Um, no, don't stop writing in. Um, it's, uh, no, I, I uh, yeah, it's a conversation again, isn't it? You know, I, 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 like having, I like having sex regularly. Do you? Please help me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a funny well, it's isn't compatibility, it? isn't it? It must be odd if you're with somebody who doesn't like it that much and you want to yeah. do it a lot, you know. But then again, it's it's back to that thing of don't give an engagement ring after a week. <laughs> Find oh, out yeah. really that you're compatible. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then if it's once a month, it's once a month and you're cool with it, you know. I must admit, without kids, I mean, if that was me again now, I'd be at it every night, every minute, because once the kids get involved, it's a different story, isn't it? So I kind of feel like, but but realistically, they need to find their new thing where he goes, oh, I love you so much. I love living with you. I don't need to do it 15 times a week. I just, you know, as long as it's regular, that's great. They'd have to get that phase of date night, aren't they? It's always date night. Tuesday night, date night. Not in my Yeah, house. I think that's good. I mean, have a date night and, and plan for it, really. So sometimes you need to make time. You need to carve time out in your, not, not necessarily in your diary, um, but, you know, you need to make time for a bit of romance, a bit of build-up again. 
you know, like you say, have a date night. I've got it. I've just had a great idea. I'm going to have a date night. Well, just on my own, like, and I paint my nails. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. It's less hassle. <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so he's obviously feeling inferior. But maybe his friend's lying. Ah. Yeah. Could be that male bravado bullshit, yeah. couldn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all like, yeah, me yeah. and my yeah. girl. Yeah. You know, all that. Could be all that, you know. Yeah. yeah. You boys. Us girls, we sit there and go, God, I haven't had it for about two months. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, you don't. Listen. <laughs> That's so wrong. Well, when I, when I joined, first joined the BBC, it was a department of about 200 women. <laughs> And, and I think they, they forgot I was a bloke and was sometimes invisible. And some of the conversations that I was privy to were absolutely horrific. They made man talk sound really quite gentle, really. You know, I learned things in that few years Ooh. in that staff room that no man should ever know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge insight into the ways of the world. You know what, on um, camping, I went camping this weekend and you realise when everyone's standing around talking around a campfire and all the tents are around and you think your conversation, your outside is quiet because it's such a busy chat and the crackle of the fire and then when you go into your tent, you realise how sound travels and I won't deny this weekend, I could hear quite a few interesting conversations that people I think who were out there thought they were having privately between two or three people. Actually, the sound was travelling. And when you're in your tent, they don't they forget you're there. Oh, I heard all sorts of things. You didn't make notes, did you? No, no notes. Well, next no. time, ask them to write in and we'll sort, we'll sort the, the issues out. <laughs> <laughs> Campfire issues. Uh, take a very small tape recorder. We want yes. to hear all of them. So I, I think we need to give Rupert a bit of guidance here. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate everything you're saying, but I, I think we do need to we do need to go with the number. And uh, so uh, I'm going to start with you, uh, Uncle Sai, as to you have to put a number on this. If you had to say what was normal, what would you tell Rupert? Twice a week. Twice a week, Uncle Dave. Twice a month. <laughs> Twice a month. I'm well, older than him. True. <laughs> 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 and and Postash, who has already said that uh, if it doesn't happen for a couple of months, life's good. Uh, what would you say? Birthdays and Christmas only. Okay. He's lucky. He's Fine, okay. Twice a year. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Rupert. Twice a year? No. Tell us. Postash, you can see who's a frustrated one, can't you? <laughs> twice a week! Twice a week! <laughs> Please, God. Twice a week. Even Wonderful. if you're just doing it yourself, twice a week. Shut <laughs> up, can you? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what else do you do? If your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you so much for getting in touch with the show and entrusting us with your woes and worries. Yes, we love hearing from you and, uh, and getting all your problems, so please send them to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk And remember, bald is beautiful. And remember to follow the podcast. <laughs> and you can also rate and review it. It really helps us if you tell other people how you feel about it. So thank you for doing that. Yes, thank you. It's very it's very kind of you. Thank you. So um, from Postage. Bye-bye. The Thin White Duke. Bye-bye. And from us... Have a great week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.